for those of you that don't know me, I'm Eric Deaton, and uh, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be like Vic and say, I'm not going to be before you very long today, but uh, I'm going to open with prayer, and then, uh, then we'll get going. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this group of people, and I thank you that your hand's on them, that they're anointed to do what you called them to do. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you for the gift they are to the body of Christ, and uh, I speak blessing over them. I thank you for it. Just pray that you're honored by our time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we have, I'm going to talk a little bit about the trip we just got back from, from Ethiopia. Do you, let me know when those pictures are ready. Oh, they're ready. Wow. So I know uh, some of you were in the prayer that morning when I shared a little bit and cried like a little baby. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to show some pictures today and just kind of tell you what uh, the trip meant to me. <clears throat> this is the um, conference where we had it. We had a three-day conference that we went to. It was actually a three-night, two-day conference. Brother Joe spoke uh, every night. And um, he talked a lot about, uh, you know, giving, sowing, and reaping because the country is, obviously, uh, poverty is something that they're dealing with over there. And uh, so the people really got it, what he was saying, uh, and responded to him. You can go to the next one. Um, This is a, at, at the graduation, we graduated 47 out of 50 from the, Bible school. Now, this was a historic thing, and, and uh, I was just glad to be there because Brother Jerry had, 30 years ago, said we'd get into Ethiopia, and so now this was the charter graduation for these guys. Now, these these people were like the top of that region, uh, and I shared this, but one one guy was building a 15,000-seat auditorium. Um, another guy brought in 37 pastors that uh, he helps, you know, into the conference. And this guy right here is a guy that got up and spoke and told what the Bible school meant to him. And that he was going to take this Bible school because he had just started some churches in West Africa. There was four or five churches he had just started. And that he was going to, he wanted to take the Bible school over there. Uh, to help those people too. So, uh, all of all of this together, and he got up and shared. And then uh, Pastor John Ben Dixon had a word over him, and uh, because he went, he got he got a little preachy, like some preachers do. <laughs> and uh, but it was really good what he had to say. And he did both English and um, in their are they Swahili? What is their language? They have a couple of different ones. Yeah, that. And uh, so he did, he did a really nice job. Let's go to the next one. This was the hotel that we stayed in. This was a, this was a brand new hotel uh, that uh, they, it's, it's, it's new. So this hotel in U.S. dollars was like $79 a night. And so over here, this hotel is probably, I don't, eight, what, 800 bucks a night maybe? I don't know, but it's. It is the top of what they had to offer. 
the, then we traveled out to another town that was about an hour and a half away, and that hotel was a little different. But um, <laughs> y'all probably know these guys: Pastor Walter from Canada, Pastor John from South Africa, and then uh, Brother Joe and I. And this was the banquet room before we set up. Now, they were uh, supposed to have all this set up. And so this was one of the little glitches that we had to roll with. Like two days before, we don't have a room <laughs> for, for this graduation. So uh, and there's a couple other things that, you know, blessed are the flexible. And we were, we were flexible. And, and uh, I picked up on brother, from Brother Joe that he would just... You know, he never got mad, just, you know, well, what, what we need to do and roll with things. And, and so that was right before, and they, and they purchased the caps and gowns, and so everybody looked real nice. Go to the next one. And this is the class that graduated. And like I said, a lot of these uh, are apostles, you know, prophets, pastors, you know, people that have great influence in that, in that region, and it was a big deal. Um, a lot, you know, the guy that got up and talked, talked about how Dr. Savell had, he had been listening, you know, to him. And another guy over there that we met with has pictures up in his church of um, Dr. Savell and Brother Copeland and um, a lot of the, you know, ministers of faith. And they're, they, they're taking persecution uh, from the religious community for being word of faith. And uh, so that's one of the things that Pastor John, uh, the Lord gave him a word for Ethiopia, and there was two things that they needed to break. Number one was uh, religiosity, and then number two was poverty. And so those were the two things that the Lord, you know, ministered to these group of ministers. And it was just, uh, this was my favorite day. The, the conference was, was great. We had some day sessions, you know, some night sessions. But, but this was my favorite day because of the historical nature of what Brother Jerry had prophesied 30 years ago. And now, you know, it's coming to pass. And these ministers right here represent about one million con- congregants or, or church members. And so... We can go really deep with discipleship with very few leaders. So it's not widespread. It's, it's, it's a few at the top, and it's deep. And so we're excited about that to see what God would have us do. So this is after taking pictures. You can go to the next one. That's it. Okay. I just want to <clears throat> share with you a little bit about um, my perspective of getting to go. It was just such an honor. One of the things that on that day at the Bible school, and I'm seeing, you know, God calls people and puts a grace on their life and an anointing on their life to do what he's called them to do. And just like all of you. And, um, but I'm just thinking about the magnitude of where I was and uh, the 30 years that had gone and now. This has come to pass, and Brother John got up and, and charged the graduates, and the word was that, you know, we're to reach back on the ancient pathways and to, you know, pull from our fathers in the faith, 
and all the great men and, and women of the Bible that brought us to where we are today. You know, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, Samson, all these people that, you know, Esther, all these people that you can go back and read stories about that have brought us to today. And so he was talking about how we reach back and we learn from our fathers. And so then he brought it into today's, you know, modern fathers in the faith, like uh, he mentioned Smith Wigglesworth and Pastor John's dad had gotten prayed over. Pastor John's dad was a pastor. Well, he had gotten prayed over and prophesied over by Smith Wigglesworth. And he was also in a meeting with um, John G. Lake. And so the, the, and he was telling these stories about what they passed down to his dad that, that his dad passed down to, to them. Well, he was 26 years old and, or something like that. And they had a, a South African convention and Brother Copeland came over and, and Dr. Savell and Creffle Dollar and all these guys, Jesse Planis. Well, they told him that he was going to take care of him, pick, pick them up from the airport and carry them around. He's like, why me, you know? <laughs> and so in the car that day, he remembers Brother Copeland turning to Dr. Savell and saying, you know, Jerry, if these young ministers would listen to us, it would save them 20 years of learning because that's what it takes them. That's how long it takes them to know what we know right now. 20 years. And so when they don't listen and they want to do things their own way and not listen to the fathers, then we're in another 20-year cycle for the church to catch up. But if they would learn from us and take the knowledge that we have, then they'll be able to go to another level like this. And so he's talking about this at this this graduation. And uh, I just started thinking about you know, as I'm meditating on all of this message going forth, and the scripture that came to mind for me was, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I want to read that to you. It's in Hebrews 12. We're, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sand which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, Looking unto Jesus, the author, finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so I, I, as, I, as I go back and I read this for myself, I had never really, we, that's a very familiar passage of scripture. If you've been in church, you know that scripture. And so I, I'm just thinking about and meditating on all these great men and women that are in heaven. And even the ones that have recently gone, like Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin, uh, my mom, my grandfather, who was a pastor. And they're the cloud of witnesses that we're surrounded by that is, cheer, that is cheering us on. And they brought us to where we are today. And so now it's our time to take what we have, what they have sown. And you think about this and... and if I could ever get into, <laughs> into a room of seasoned ministers as, as what they would consider a younger minister, I would be considered a younger minister to a group of seasoned ministers. That's a good time to say amen, guys. Golly. But I would tell them that there are 
young ministers that still respect and listen to what they have to say. Because I think that there's, there's, a, there's some that think that their young ministers have gone off on this path that they're on path and they won't listen because they got to do it because y'all don't understand because you're old school. And, but God's old school. And, uh, and so the methods may change, but the, the gospel is still the same. And, uh, but anyway, as I'm meditating on all this, I'm thinking about people in heaven that, that are cheering us on. And, but, but that it's, it's our time today. And this scripture came to mind, but I've never really gone back and looked at, therefore, what it was there for. And so I went back and I, and I started reading this. In, verse, in uh, chapter 11, we know that that's uh, what we call the Hall of Fame, uh, Faith chapter and what all these great men and women did by faith. And verse 39 says, All of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. In other words, we have a part and I, I, I know that people, like when you start talking about Jesus is coming soon, and people will say, well, yeah, they, I mean, 1988, there was a book written, 88 Reasons Why Jesus Come Back in 1988. And I was like, you know, a young teenager, and I was, they even pinpointed a little time in September, I think, a few days. Well, I was on my knees that day. Those days, you know, because I thought, well, if he does, and <laughs> I'm going to be ready. Because uh, then they had shown those movies in church about the Left Behind movies. And I wasn't going to get on that guillotine, have my head cut off, you know, because I didn't take the mark of the beast, you know, because I was left behind. So anyway, uh, maybe a little over the top, but. But when you say that today about Jesus coming back soon, well, people say, well, you know, the church isn't very glorious right now. But, but listen, God can do anything and is about to do anything. And when, when God says, okay, this is, it's time, you don't think he can make the church glorious in, a, in a, just a short amount of time? He's God. And so anything can, anything can happen, anything's possible. And I, and I know, like my mom was so sold out to Jesus coming that she would just go charge up a credit card and go, well, Jesus is coming anyway, you know. So it doesn't matter if I go get in debt with Visa because Jesus is coming, and so my debt will be paid for it. I'm gone. I, I'm gone up out of here. And so that may have been a little over the top, but so I know we're to plan like, you know, we're going to live out the rest of our days, but... At the same time, we're to live like he is coming. And uh, why else would it say that it's like it would be as a thief in the night? Why else would it say that there would be some that are prepared, but some that aren't? You know, and it talks about all that. And so I'm thinking about all this and that that we have a part to play. And, and I even took this scripture to say there's going to be some generation that finishes this work on this earth because Jesus comes. And I believe that's this generation. 
And that's how I'm choosing to live my life. I, and so I'm thinking about all of this, <laughs> sitting in this graduation, and just the historical uh, nature of Ethiopia is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, there's not every nation's mentioned in the Bible, but Ethiopia is mentioned in the Bible. Did you know that they just had their New Year's? We were over there during their New Year's, and they're in 2012, not 2019. So they, they just had their New Year's, and they're celebrating 2012. Now, I don't know what the significance of that is. Probably your husband would probably research that and tell us all. Uh, I'll let him do that, and then, then he could give me the cliff notes. <laughs> but... But I'm just saying, there's, when you see something come to pass that was prophesied 30 years ago, and you're all part of this, I, I don't know, the Lord started stirring in our hearts about almost four years ago, that there was just this stirring in our hearts, we didn't know what it was, but it was just, I would, I would... I, I can't tell you. The Lord hasn't released me to, to say. But, I, but I'll just say that it was, uh, well, I'll use Dr. Savell's words, a, a holy unrest. And I didn't know that we would leave where we're at. We're not people that move around. We lived in the same house for 15 years. <laughs> you know, routine. Everybody likes routine, all this stuff. I didn't know we would be here. But I want to tell you, as uh, part of this ministry, that I'm a life that's been changed by Jerry Savelle Ministry. And I, when we made our move from Alabama to Michigan to be a part of, her, of Nikki's dad's ministry, and they've been pastors now for 35 years, 31 years, and they taught us everything, you know, it, where the word's concerned. But also, because we were in the, this camp, I got a hold of Dr. Savell's uh, books. Uh, at that time, VHS recordings. And um, <clears throat> I watched them. The, and, I, and I know if you've been to the church, you've already heard this. And uh, so forgive me. But the very first message I ever preached was one that he had come up to Dr. Barclay's church, which was about two and a half hours from our house. And we had gone up there, and I'd heard him preach about going to the other side. And how Matthew 14, Jesus said, go to the other side. And, and he said, I'm going to the other side. And he did his arm like this, I'm going to the other side. And he talked about how Jesus had to work with all these disciples, and there's challenges, there's, there's waves that come, and, and circumstances, but I'm, gonna, I'm determined to go to the other side. Because that's what he said to do. And so the very first message I ever preached was, I'm going to the other side. And I did my arms just like him and, and, and preached, you know. And so there, there was this draw as a young, you know, man in my mid-20s, having just uh, confirmed the call of God on my life from, from a young boy. And now here I am and... Dr. Savell was a huge part of that for me. And I got books and Expect the Extraordinary. I've read that book so many times. It was one of my favorite books because you think big and start thinking bigger and all this. And, and um, 
I preached the fourth man out of the pri- out of the prison service and stood on a chair because <laughs> I was so excited. And uh, so anyway, I'm just saying, I'm telling you that because whether you've been here at that time or not, there's people that you're affecting, and you may not see it. Just like, you know, I see firsthand what what we did over there, and you may not see that, but you have to understand that you're a part of it. And this ministry reaches all over the world, and what a what a privilege and honor it is to be a part of what of what God is doing, what God has done, what God's doing, and what He's going to do. And there's a lot of work to be done to usher in King Jesus. And I just want to tell you whether whether you're, you know, uh, praying for people on the phones, whether you're sitting at a desk looking at numbers, whether you're sitting at a, a, a computer you know, editing video, uh, all, all of the different functions of this ministry that you take part in every person that gets healed and every person whose life is changed by the teachings like me and every person that gets saved and every person that gets born again, you know, there's seed that's sown, there's, there's water, and then there's people that harvest and you're part of the whole thing, of all of all of the places that Dr. Chevelle goes around, all the world. There's always people behind the scenes that are making things go. And they share the same part in all the ministry that's done. They have the same part. There's not one part that's bigger than the other. We can talk about 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 12, about the body. But the body has... I, I was talking to a football team, and uh, before a game one time, they asked me to come in and speak, get them motivated. I said, does anybody know who invented team? Nobody knew. They threw out some things, you know, threw out some professional, uh, you know, Naismith, or, you know, he's the guy that started basketball and all this. I said, no, none of those. It was God. He invented team because look at our body. And how our body functions as one, but yet it's many parts. And so, and I related that to football about the guy that has the block, never gets his name in the paper. But if he doesn't block to, to make that gap for that hole, for that running back to run through, if that quarterback, if that center doesn't snap the ball, if the quarterback doesn't hand it off to the running back, if the running back, if there's not a gap made through for the running back to get through the hole, then we, everybody's a part of what happens to get to the end zone. And so that's the same thing for us. You know, is, is that you understand that I stand before you today. I don't know. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> we, <laughs> we obeyed God. But I'm a life that was changed by this ministry. And... There's people like you that have been part of making this ministry go. And so I want to tell you that today to encourage you that it's, I know I've never gotten paid a a check for ministry. We've always just, we've, we've been in business, so we've always just kind of sown our life to it. 
so I know there's a certain aspect of, you know, getting a paycheck and all that. But the bigger picture of it is that we're working as unto the Lord and, and reaching people. People are getting ripped from Satan's grip. We're talking about eternal impacts. And so you don't see all that, but you just got to know by faith that it's happening. And so I just want to encourage you with that this morning. I want to ask Jeremiah, as we all stand, to pray over our partners. There's, There's people like me that are out there that... Uh, are are hungry. There, there's people and thirsty for God. There's people that have needs, and uh, but to but to pray over our partners before we get out of here today. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father.